0: Inside sources. Inside sources, Inside Sources, Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, today's headlines call the federal government's new disinformation board dystopian and something straight out of a science fiction novel. But by focus on Nineteen eighty four. Are we missing why it's actually frightening that the government could be deciding truth and fiction in 2022? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it does uh, sound a little bit uh, science fiction-like that we could have such a uh, disinformation board. (laughs) Sounds like right out of Central Casting. Uh, but we want to get past just the headline of all of this and get into what it really could mean what the implications are uh Steve Greenhut uh, is the Western Region Director for R Street Institute joins us on the line has a great piece in the Orange County Register called Don't Trust Biden's Dystopian Disinformation Board Steve thanks for joining us
1: Yeah thanks for having
0: me uh, So let's so let's dive in here uh beyond all the conspiracy theories uh what should we really be thinking about when it comes to the disinformation board
1: Well, the problem here is the government has uh, the Department of Homeland Security, which is a creepy enough name to begin with. uh, They launched this or announced it and haven't given provided any details on what it's actually going to do. And in fact, some of the things they say seem to contradict other things they say. So that's left, uh, you know, critics of the Biden administration, pretty much anyone, civil libertarian types, uh, uh, free market people such as myself, uh, with a great deal of concern about what you know what what they're going to do, uh, but it's it's not going too far out on a limb to think that if if the federal government under uh, you know the auspices of a, a security agency is going to kind of police disinformation and then maybe pressure um, you know the the tech firms to uh, uh, to to change what they post or change their uh, you know their moderating policies now. You know the the conservatives have been all over this. This uh, they're all, they're freaking out, rightly so. But they've been, uh, you know, conservative legislators in in, in uh, states and in at uh, the federal government have been pushing all sorts of federal control ideas over 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 tech firms because they're uh, uh, they don't like how they're allegedly being censored. So they're willing to let the federal government. So you know maybe this ought to be a uh, you know a wake up call for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as you as you look at that, for uh, for those who haven't been tracking this uh, too closely, and uh, as, you, as you noted, there haven't been a whole lot of details in terms of what it is <laughs> beyond the naming. Uh, and whoever's on the naming committee, uh, you know, may have committed malpractice. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but what what is it that it's supposed to do? What's like the broad theory they're trying to sell to the American people that this is a good idea?
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, fight against, uh, uh, you know, foreign meddling, you know, I, I think in, in which there has certainly been uh, uh, been some, uh, you know, Se- Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said he announced the project, you know, at a congressional hearing um, and then uh, talked about, uh, let's see, in his testimony, he said the board would more effectively combat this threat, this threat of disinformation, mostly from, you know, foreign sources uh, not only to election security, but to our homeland security, um, and that you know, so so there's something legitimate there, right? I mean, we do have uh, attacks uh, from uh, foreign sources on 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 the internet, but this, uh, uh, but then Politico noticed that that this was an odd odd comment, given that DHS now says the board does not run or manage any department functions, so. I don't know what they want to do. Right. And and whenever a security agency decides that it wants to, uh, you know, start monitoring information, certainly, uh, uh, you know, my hackles go up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I thought that was one of the interesting things that you pointed out that uh, Mayorkas himself uh, said that we in the Department of Homeland Security don't monitor American citizens. Uh, the, the AP took a little umbrage with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, well, actually, they, actually they do. Right. So, so, uh, so what could the, possibly uh, go wrong? Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so, so they're rolling this out in a way that, you know, doesn't strike most of us as let's say, uh, we'll try to be polite here, but it's not the most forthright rollout of what they're exactly they're doing. And then, you know, uh, a, a major security agency with a creepy name, uh, uh, Postulates a new agency with an even creepier name, and then they select as the as the head of it someone who's who's written about this about uh, information um, uh, about disinformation at the uh, Wilson Center, which is a think tank in Washington, uh, D.C. And this quotes from a report that this person uh, who would be the head of the agency, Nina Jankowicz, her report that she was lead author. they said that they authored this report. It strives to build awareness of the direct and indirect impacts of gendered and sexualized disinformation on women in public life, as well as its corresponding impacts on national security and democratic participation. Not entirely sure what that means, <laughs> but, but it gives me the sense that it might have a more expansive uh, mission than just trying to stop uh, Russian cyber attacks. I don't know. Go figure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Dinkowitz, uh, again, who's supposed to head up whatever this thing is, uh, seems to want you know experts. And I don't know who those are, uh, but they're, they should be editing or flagging your tweets or uh, you know doing an evaluation of your TikTok video.
1: Yeah, that's that's you know that, that's problematic. I mean, <laughs> it seems like a uh, direct. Uh, Uh, But we don't know exactly. Right. But then again, do we really how much of what the DHS already does? Do we actually know that they do? Uh, So uh, but we don't even know what they're really going to do. And then AP, you know how AP is kind of just straight news and and they they uh, they they, uh, explain things that are really sometimes an entertainingly matter of fact way. And here they wrote the difference between opinion and disinformation is often contested. And many argue the government shouldn't be responsible for drawing the line. Well, yeah, that's contested. (laughs) And many argue, I think, yeah, many of us would argue, but they're right. I mean, the (laughs) the government, you know, what is opinion? What is disinformation? Um, You know, and who gets to decide? Well, hint it's not going to be the government, not as long as the First Amendment is upheld uh, vigorously through our nation's courts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I always remind everyone that the First Amendment doesn't, belong to the press or to the president or to congress it, it it is a we the people issue uh and i think that's where those decisions need to need to stay anything else we should be watching for uh as this kind of undulates along or or is this one of those that it was a fire ready aim uh and that this may just kind of quietly go into the night
1: well, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely fire ready aim, but like anything with uh, federal agencies, I think it'll just quietly go into into effect, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we're going to have a hard time uh, knowing exactly what it's doing. And then all the information about what it is doing will be under a cloak of secrecy because, of course, national security is at stake. And uh, we'll have, you know, civil liberties groups will file lawsuits and, you know, 28 years from now, we'll find out what they actually did do. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is that too cynical? But that's kind of But I think we ought to follow it as much as we can. But I'm skeptical that we'll really learn uh, exactly what it's doing. Yeah. But uh, stay tuned.
0: Stay, you definitely stay tuned, and you can uh, break out all your dystopian thrillers uh, just to, <laughs> as a preview of coming attractions, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and and you know on the on the beginning of my column, you know, I, I list some of the my favorite movies, but I, I one of them was actually real, which that I, I learned about was the Weather Bureau, uh, which was overseen by an Office of Censorship that uh, limited the distribution of weather information during World War II. That was a real federal agency. Go for, So, wow. you know, <laughs> nothing too weird might happen.
0: There we go. Steve Green, I always appreciate your perspective and insight. He's the Western Region Director for the R Street Institute. Steve, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, That's an important conversation right there. Uh, And again, just the the whole rollout has been just uh, beyond ham-handed. And again, I'm still not really sure exactly what this uh, disinformation board is, uh, who's going to run it, who decides uh, what is truth and what is not, what is opinion, what is fact. Uh, It's going to be an interesting thing. But it's an important discussion, and I would just remind you uh, that the First Amendment matters, and the people who own it Are we the people? Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
0: There's desperation and anguish.
1: More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding.